Boom. We are live. We are live, <laughs> live, live. We are live again. It's been two weeks, gentlemen. Oh, too yes, long. it has, buddy. It has. And everybody out there in the internet land, or if you're listening to us on the podcast, welcome to Romeo Charlie Reality Check on our fourth or fifth episode. Now it's going pretty good, guys. I like doing this. Good yeah. format. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good show. So let's talk to a lot of good participation by the folks that join us too. I know that's like so. If anybody out there, if you're jumping in, just always feel free to drop a comment or or any type of question you may have for (laughs) former Special Operations Forces member Rick Hogg. What's going on, Jason? 75-year law enforcement professional, Mark <laughs> Kelly. God, and two it feels like it. <laughs> from the 82nd Airborne All-American. And your host, Dr. Uh, Jason Piccolo, co-hosting. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Oh, hey, man. you know what? This is one topic I've really wanted to talk to a while because I just started doing it. I know you guys have been kind of in this space for a long time as far as like training and all the other things that go along with it. But competition shooting. Mm-hmm. And before I jumped into it, I was always like, huh, you get all these old timers and young timers and everybody else saying, you can't do that. It's going to screw up where you are on the streets. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. uh, here's the thing, Jason, right? Oh, man, did my screen freeze? You got to be yes. my prime <laughs> at my prime point. That's all right. I, luckily, luckily, I've got a backup hey, here. Hang on. There we go. I'm gonna, I I'm always gonna have a secondary. Yeah. I do, but I want I need the video quality for this one before I can get into it. But I can kind of <laughs> chat as we uh <clears throat> man, it never <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm gonna have to end up going with some kind of standalone um webcam because here's the thing. And and I wanted to show kind of had a little show and tell here for the uh the viewers there, but long story short, um We'll have to get some technology going. But no, I mean, here's the thing, Jason. That's probably the biggest controversy out there is this whole, um, you know, competition shooting is going to affect you. You know, your tactical shooting affect this. It's like, all right, guys, here's the deal. Do you have the bandwidth to sit there and go, okay, I'm shooting a match and I'm shooting somebody to save my life? And I think the guys that are all uh, all out there talking this smack, uh, I think they're just ignorant, right? So I've yet to hear anybody say what's the reason or what causes the drama is why they think uh, competition shooting is going to cause some type of drama. So I would say get out there, get the experience. And, oh, I think I've got uh, my high-definition settings. If I do, oh, yes, we do. Uh, look at that. Boom. All right, here we, here we go, right? Here's a key thing, Jason. For all the, the viewers out there, you're going to love this. You've got to make sure that you have a quality firearm, okay? This here is what you need. <laughs> that is exactly what you need. You need your old school 22 Derringer. Bam. That's yes. it right there. That is, that, dude, that is you awesome. Know, that That's it right there, man. You know, oh have gosh. one of those for the match. Dude, so could you in- imagine? Dude, it'd be awesome, right? Be out there. Pew. <laughs> <laughs> I would shit my pants if I saw you whip that thing up. Bam. 
Yeah, but you know what? That brings up a good point because this this competition I did over weekend was action shooting. So it's mm-hmm. two gun action shooting, and they they're like, "Hey, LARP as much as you want for anybody out there. LARP is live action role playing, and do whatever you want. Have fun with it." There mm-hmm. were some guys there, and they had a uh, double barrel shotguns. Guy sure. had his uh, his dad's Smith and Wesson six shooter, mm-hmm. single shots, everything you can imagine out there, and they were having fun. Yeah, and that's the thing about it: you're having fun. So why not? Like, don't always think about your whole life doesn't have to be like tactical this, tactical that, you know, bro vet this, bro vet that, and blah, blah, blah. You could have fun. Mm-hmm. And just like I think it was Brian, Brian said, you are shooting. Isn't it better to shoot than not to shoot? Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Have fun with it. It's shooting mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. But I think you, you bring up a great point, Jason, right? So it goes back to the very essence. It's the carpenter, not the tool. Right. So here, here you is, you got a guy grabbing a double barrel shotgun and you probably think a bunch of people probably have them laying around the house. Well, have you actually tried to employ this thing? Have you actually tried to use it? I I mean, if there's a tool in your house, you don't think this bad boy granted doesn't come out of the safe that much, but (laughs) Hey man, be able to use it. Right. Because there's some serious firepower right here. I mean, this is like, you don't mess with this bad boy. Uh, but my point being, if you're not, you know, if, if that tool is in your house, why not use it? Make sure it's functional. What if that's the thing you grab? So Mm -hmm. I I'm all for getting out there and getting after it, man. Good for you. Good for those guys out there with you. Well, that jumps into the other aspect too. So it was a shotgun match, right? And I've, you know, I shoot shotgun once a year for work, just familiarization. I've shotgun a million times over my life of shooting it, but I never like over the weekend, I shot my sports side. I shot sitting down. I was shooting in positions. I wasn't used to with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me, Hey, I'm going to shoot sports side with my AR or, or pistol or anything. Hey, I'm used to that. But when they're saying, Hey, you got to shoot a, a moving target with your sports side with a shotgun. I was like, Ooh, shit. I haven't practiced this. So it's like, huh? So they're putting you in different situations. I know where some some people are like, well, you know, you're going to get used to being straight up and down in doorways. But a lot of times these competitions I've seen is you actually have to use your cover and you can't hit the target unless you're behind a cover. Mm-hmm. And, and you bring up a great point, right? You wouldn't have kind of been in that situation if you never went to that competition. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that's the other thing is some of these, the way some of these matches are set up, if you're not walking away with some homework, you know, probably shame on you because it should be, all right, cool, man. I had fun, right? First and foremost, learn some things. But then typically it's like, all right, man, I did not do too well there. Probably something I need to go look at. And I think a lot of guys, they're sitting there, <clears throat> either they'll make the excuse or say whatever, wow, shooting matches will do this. All right. Well, what's really your proficiency? What you're doing? It's really just figuring out a problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's that's very true. What you're saying. Back in the day, we would have folks that would come in and assist us. A lot of them were like total sports shooting professionals. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't professionals, but they're like Olympic shooters, shotguns and all these other stuff. And come to find out all those arguments came up back then. And this is, you know, almost 30 years ago. 
you know, 25 years ago easy. And we found that the manipulation side of the house was something that we really could work on. Now, they didn't have all those fancy rigs back then like they do now, all these aftermarket things. <laughs> but the manipulation is still there. These guys are very good at that. Um, you know, so you can sit there and say, yeah, but you're not really using the cover correctly. They're just, you know, that's true. That's true. We can, but you can address that. But those manipulation skills are something else that you thought was a secondary learning that you gained all that knowledge from is a positive. It's not a negative. And mm-hmm. man, it, it makes a huge difference when you have someone like that, that you didn't think was going to teach you something as quickly as they did. And man, it just launched you into another way of looking at things and learning and who to learn it from. You know, that's one thing I like Pete brought up too, was um, he, Pete Deval says, as long as you understand tactics versus shot timer. And one thing I love about that shot timer is it amps you up. You're like, boom, okay, you're on a clock. You're mm-hmm. trying to get rounds downrange on target as quick as possible. And, you know, coming from the law enforcement world, I'm always thinking I need to get rounds downrange on the target to stop that target in the right places. So I'm not hitting anything behind the target or around the target. So, I mean, in both ways, you're amping it up and it's helping you. And especially with Mark said about the manipulation, getting used to not slingshotting that slide because it's seconds on a timer. But, you know, manipulating the slide release, manipulating your mags, changing mags under pressure. You run out of ammo, you change the mag right away. You don't think about it. It's not like at the range where, you know, a couple people brought up before about, you know, you're not you're in a booth. You could draw and fire at some ranges, but some you can't even move. You can't draw, and you're always just picking a pistol up, and you're shooting it. <clears throat> but, I mean, going to the booth or the, or the range-type deal, again, to me, that's you're going there just to confirm your, your marksmanship yep. and, and recoil mitigation, right? If you think about it, if you've got the space, can you not set a mini matchup in your house just to do some, you know, moving around. And again, it doesn't require a whole bunch of space. Just, Hey man, I'm going from this box to this box to this box. Hey, I've got to shoot around this doorway, that doorway, whatever. I agree. You're not shooting, you're dry firing. But again, people are always, again, to me, it's always like the range only lets me do X. Cool, dude. Then make it work for you. Quit worrying about the excuses you know, it, because let's think about it. I can't draw from the holster at range X because I'm in the booth and I can just do my marksmanship deal. Okay. Could I not? Again, I'll use my fine Derringer as an example. <laughs> if if this is the booth table, right? Could I not practice something like a nightstand drill or something like that? Where now I come down, retrieve my pistol, boom, drive it out. Granted, yes, I'm not taking it from the holster. But I should already have that piece manipulated. But there is some part of firearms manipulation off of the table because I'm sure they would let you lay it there, pick it up, boom, drive out and do your business. Why can't I do that? Or are you even thinking like that? That's my whole point. Um, you know, will they let you have it at a ready type position? I'm sure they would, right? Nobody's going to say anything. So now, especially if you're running a red dot, am I driving that pistol out smooth, keeping that dot there being being able to put it on target and get the shot off. There's a bunch you can do. So quit making excuses in my opinion. So. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I'm fortunate. 
that I can go to a range where I could draw and fire. I should say I am fortunate and not fortunate because I've ever seen some of the people at the range. Sometimes it's better just to do the try fire at home and then just go there and, you know, uh, make sure your, your zeros on and you could get your sights on target because it's crazy out there. But, you know, there are, you know, there was a comment before, but when you're doing competitions, you're constantly dry firing. And I like the idea of dry firing and moving. And you could do that in your living room. You could do it in your backyard, your deck. I could do it in my road outside. My neighbors probably don't think I'm crazy whipping out my, you know, AR, PCC, or anything else like that in the middle of the road. Just kidding, guys. Come on. <laughs> but no, you could, I, I would highly recommend it in the comfort of your own home. Mm-hmm. No, uh, 100%. Yeah. And the manipulation piece, like Rick was saying, that can all be done with dry fire. And then you can put some steps into those things that you said, like, I'm not allowed to draw. I, I get that. But, but the problem is you end up running into a problem where, okay, I, I'll, perfect example. Let me switch gears a little bit. We hear this a lot from LEO guys. I'm not allowed to do that stuff. My, the, the cadre at my academy doesn't let me do that stuff. Rick makes a great point. We can do that. You can do that in the space of your own home. Mm-hmm. So the only thing you're doing is, trigger management and recoil management. Everything else is, can be done through dry fire. And those type of excuses really start to lose their strength when we're constantly telling these guys, Hey man, five, five minutes a day, three times a week. And then they go to the range and they send it to us and they say, man, made all the difference in the world. So even to them, but it's hard to get that message out there because people see the tactical guys on YouTube. I tell you what, I just, you know, starting this whole competition thing, and a lot of it comes down to physicality too. We talked about, you know, being fit and all the other crap and, you know, being fit and practicing helps. Cause I tell you what, I went to the range and I had to qual last week and having doing, having been doing all of these dry fires, having been working on my body, I saw my qual times and qual target look incredible compared to before i mean i'm like damn this is awesome so it's all that dry firing it's all this like you know like uh, we've been all all of us have had guns with you know decades and decades of shooting and shooting and shooting but now actually getting out there and employing it and doing these dry fire exercises i think it's it's going to help in the real world and it's going to help in the competition world absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah i mean If you think about it, Jason, depending on what discipline you're doing, um, so if you're doing something like USPSA, right? So they've got their standards published, I think, uh, IDPA as well, you know, kind of, hey, here's set standards to get to a certain mark. Could you not use that is, you know, because a lot of guys, where do I start? Well, there's a training template, right? Hey, you know, the classic El Prez. Okay, cool. There's a drill for you to shoot, right? Multi-stuff going on. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've done the IDPA, and I forget all the different steps, um, you know, IDPA, IDPA has in there to get kind of your different ratings. But that right there, you know, if, if you sit there, because a lot of guys go, well, what do I do? Do do your fundamentals, right? But if you if you forget, can't think, can't draw on a blank, do whatever there's some things that you can use as a guide for you. So there shouldn't be a reason to go, Oh, I don't know what to do. Okay. Are you, you know, let's say hypothetically you've mastered, 
everything, right? So I've got my quote unquote fundamentals down. I'm I'm solid in that. All right. Are you working on shooting and moving? And you go, all right, how can I incorporate in the house? Well, you figure out a spot. And to me, I used to like to have a laser on there because if you see a visible laser as I'm moving, is that laser going here and here? Or is it going top of the ipsic, bottom of the ipsic, top of the ipsic, bottom of the ipsic? Okay, well, now I know when I'm moving, I got all kinds of movement going on in there. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different tools out there that you can use to improve your skill. But never sit there and go status quo. Eh, I'm good. The day you sit there and go, I'm good. Man, it, you're not. So, um, you know, let's let's talk about getting into it too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm very fresh into it. I, you know, I've been going everywhere. I've been using this. Uh, you know, I joined IDPA. I joined USPSA. I'm finding every match I can in my area because I'm like mm-hmm. I'm addicted to it now. So you do. You have a different. You have a ton of different things out there to do. So I shot a USPSA match. When you go mm-hmm. there. You know, get there early, help set up. You get the, you know, don't be hesitant about going because you're not, it's not going to be all bro vets and it's not going to be all a bunch of those guys or those girls. You're going to go there and you're going to find a lot of people, a lot of different sizes. And just like one of the comments said, a lot of tactical tummies, myself included. So you can get there, get there, set up the range with the people so you kind of see what they're shooting. And there's going to be a map of everything that's going to be going out. Four or five stages are going to say, okay. This is what you're going to shoot. This is how you're going to shoot it. So the, the directions are right there. Same mm-hmm. thing with this one I did over the weekend, the action shooting, two-gun action. They sent out what you were going to shoot the week before. So you had you knew exactly what you had to shoot. You could dry fire that. You could practice that. Now, I also – the other thing out there is like we all love these lever actions, right? Look at that. Henry lever action. Nice. So now I just need a six-shooter. Because they have, if you want to shoot lever actions and six shooters, they have those out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also doing pistol caliber carbine coming up with the AR model. And you can do those. So mm-hmm. just look up practice score, find the matches you like, and just do it. Look at the location. You know, you might have to travel. I'm traveling about an hour each way because the only range I have that's local that's doing it is NRA. And they fill up in like two minutes because yep. everybody around DC wants to go there. Yeah. So don't, if for everybody out there who wants to try this, I would say just do it. Even me, I was hesitant to jump into it because I was like, ah, there's, I'm going to get blown out of the water and blah, blah, blah. But just do it. And don't forget, coming here at Warhawk Tactical, <laughs> the Derringer match. It, it's going to be probably the, the most ruthless. No, it, and Jason, you bring up all good points, right? Um, but here's the other thing you got to remember when you go to these things. You got to be willing to help. So when you think yeah. about it, you, you got to yeah. pace targets. You got to put steel up potentially, depending what how the match is. It, this thing flows when people help. And if you're just sitting there, I got it. You're new, kind of figuring out what's going on. Ask questions because people will help you. People will sit there and kind of, hey, man, here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. Here's, you know, whatever. And take some guidance from... um the people there, if, if you don't know, ask the question and somebody will point you in the right direction, get you straight, give you some guidance. And it's a great learning tool. I mean, it's it's to me, you can learn so much. And again, you're covering a whole spectrum. Most people will re- typically not hit 
so much, right? You typically have guys that are doing IDPA, but they won't shoot USPSA or they'll do USPSA, won't shoot IDPA. Or if they're doing some type of, you know, three gun, they're going to pretty much stick with that. You know, they're, they're going to kind of stay in those disciplines. But man, think of the variety of going all of these different matches, you know, and you're going to sit there and go, exactly. Hey man, I, I, I don't have a single action. Okay, check it out. Can you afford one? Is it in your wheelhouse? Grab your single action, go out there and have some fun with it. So yeah, it just, well, it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, you could shoot anything you want. And I'll show people kind of what's going on here. Uh, I'm going to pull up my share my screen with my my match thing, what I'm doing here, what I have planned for the next you know month. This is a, a website called Practice Score. Mm-hmm. And this is where you go on and you sign up for, well, hey, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I've signed up for, I'm on a wait list for the Fairfax one. That's USPSA because it's an NRA range. Quantico Shooting Club. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do USPSA match. Then I'm going to do another USPSA match. Then I'm doing IDPA. And you have to sign up for two of them because I'm doing PCC, person, um, uh, pistol caliber carbine, and I'm mm-hmm. doing carry optics. So let's nice. say when you go on to one of these things, um, hopefully, so I'm doing carry optics, unclassified law enforcement veteran, and you could put on your squad, the guy that's going to be in my squad is doing custom defensive pistol and sharpshooter. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of mm-hmm. different, you could shoot any type of gun you want there. As long as it like you could have like the modified like, you know, Star Trek guns with everything you could have. Imagine on a compensators and you could do carry optics because, you know, I've got the Walther PDP now. And then with the, the pistol caliber carbine over the weekend, you know, someone uh, had a, said, hey, where can I do those two gun matches? Same thing. It's practice score. You could look up in your local area and for the shotgun. So you could pick like, hey, look, I have carry optics on my pistol, but I don't have them on my shotgun. You can shoot whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You just, there's a class for everything and you can go in there, sign up unclassed because I don't have, uh, I'm not rated yet because I just started doing this stuff and just go and have fun. Don't worry about, there's going to be super ninja masters there. The guys or girls that are getting like 100% hit and you're like, damn. And they've got the Walther team shirts on and everything else. Don't worry about them. They're there. They'll help you too. You know, totally. But as long as you have a team Warhawk shirt, you're guaranteed to be in the top, you know, one, 2%. I mean, I need one of those shirts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for my shirts. I'm waiting for my manscaped. Look at that. You got the manscaped (laughs) shirt on. Hey man, cause your balls matter. That's the thing. <laughs> and check this out. I ask this every week and I forget every week. The when you're practicing, what are those what are those bags that you guys are using to toss around? Uh brute force. Oh, brute force, yeah. There it is, brute force. Because yeah. over the weekend, <clears throat> I had to, you know, this is one thing I like I really liked about this two gun was you had to move a dummy from point mm-hmm. A to point B. You had to throw a uh, kettlebell up and down over a, a simulated uh, volleyball net and you had to do some physical stuff here now so it was kind of cool because it was like the, the theme was like you're at the beach so one of the themes was like okay you're at the beach and your buddy just got you know he's getting beat up by some bikers and you're sitting in a chair with your shotgun and you have to engage these uh a whole bunch of targets <laughs> while i'm sitting down because it could I'm happen like, you never know <laughs> never and then you got to drag yeah. your drunk buddy. That was the other one. You got a shotgun with two rounds. So you have to keep loading. I'm so used to having a sucker, like, you know, load it all the way up. You have to load two rounds and then shoot mm-hmm. and then shoot the pistol. And one thing I did learn 
is that know what you're shooting. Cause I had a hell of a time. If anybody sees my IG or anything like that, getting the uh, spinner to go mm -hmm. here, I am thinking, okay, I'm going to shoot my shotgun. <laughs> I'm going to put the shotgun down and you can't use your shotgun pistol at the same time. It's like a weird thing. So I'm like, okay, I got 32 rounds of, of nine mil. I'm going to get that spinner just going. And then nine mil was just going ping, ping. And I couldn't get that thing to move. It wasn't heavy enough. So you have to know the limitations of your weapons as well and mm -hmm. use the right weapon. Yeah. But, but you bring up a great point, right? What am I using? So yes, it's knowing your weapon, but it's also knowing the ammo I'm running. Because again, when you look at USPSA as a prime example, am I in, am I shooting a minor or major caliber? And how does all that stuff work? And so without getting into a whole bunch of in the weeds, you know, people can look that stuff up, but again, does it make a difference? It makes a difference on the scoring. Yeah. So you, you might opt to sit there and go, Hey man, I'm going to go old school. Run me a single stack 1911. Hell yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? Uh, and I kicked myself because I was going to do that. I was going to do full iron sights with the 1911 mm -hmm. and a shotgun. But then I was like, ah, you know, I really want to practice with the Walther, but I should have just stuck with my 1911 and the shotgun was completely old school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do you, you what have, have you been shooting? I've been shooting at Walther. Have you? The PDP. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You just have to be careful if you do run, um, run like a single stack 1911, make sure you've got enough mags to get you through the course of fire. So mm -hmm. typically they'll tell you, hey, here's the deal. You know, it's a 32 round course of fire. Okay, cool. In theory, if I've got four <laughs> 10 round mags, theory, <clears throat> theory. I've got enough. <laughs> I, I have enough, but I may not be as efficient as I should because I really don't want to run this thing to slide lock if i don't have to chances are i'm probably going to um so now my four mags to kind of get me by winds up being five six seven just because how i want to be more efficient in the stage breakdown but uh, again it's just live and learn but have i mean that's the key part jason have fun i want to go yeah. shoot my 1911 hell yeah yeah you know? oh the other <laughs> one of the guys had a breach uh the old-fashioned like british breach guns there Nice. 45 long colt. Awesome. Wow. I was like, damn. Where he cracks the breach and the brass just goes flying yeah, up. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Uh, that does remind me about gear. Mm -hmm. uh, one person did get DQ'd because they had a cheap Amazon belt. The sucker fell off. He hit it and fell yep. off, so you get disqualified. That means your whole day is negated. You yep. can't shoot anymore. So I did go to Wilder Tactical today and did buy another belt. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, you know, I, I have an awesome, I have, so I have two rigs. I have one coming, which is going to be like my combat rig for like IDPA. And the other mm -hmm. rig is black scorpion. So it's like the whole, you know, tricked race gun type thing. Um, I'll still use the same primary weapons the whole time. You know, I'm going to be shooting mostly, I may employ the AR later on if I get into two gun, but I'm really looking forward to shooting this pistol caliber carbine mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, I was mentioning the C2R fast belts. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, th those things, you know, as far as a, a shooter's Money. belt, that C2R fast man, bomber. Absolute. Yeah. 100%. What was that? The C2R fast. Oh, yeah. You know, now, <clears throat> now looking at it from a shooter's belt, right? So from, mm -hmm. and, and, and again, this is the thing. you got to look at how how far down this competition road am I going? Because, especially for USPSA, 
you can go down some deep money pit holes, mm-hmm. right? So, so when we start looking at competition belts, um, would the like the C2R fast be the best competition belt? Well, here comes the problem. It's a great shooter's belt, but you got to look at some of your competition ones. You need kind of all of that real estate in the front where now yep. you've got a Cobra buckle sitting there. Um, mm. You need the ability to to quick adjust and move. Hey, man, maybe I'm running this mag pouch, that mag pouch quick on off. Um, not saying you can't do it like with the, with the C2R fast, but that real estate in the front, you know, kind of becomes critical in some cases. And then you get to look at going, all right, what type of speed holster am I looking to get? And there's all kinds of stuff out there. Here's the deal. I will give you Rick's opinion. You don't need to, right? Uh, unless unless you're 100% getting into that sport so deep that you're hone tuning everything and you're starting to break things down to tenths of a second, mm-hmm. run, run what you're normally doing and have fun with that because that'll shake out kind of your kit. Like I've seen LEOs come out with their duty belts on, right? And you'll have some dudes that'll chuckle at them. Be like, look at this chuckle. I'm like, no way, dude. He's the smartest dude out here because mm-hmm. he's running his life-saving gear yes. to see if it'll hold up to a competition. Good for him. Yeah. So don't, you know, when you go and it's cool to have all this Gucci gear, but don't let that be um, a distractor to you. Now, with that being said, I will say, don't be cheap, right? Don't get yep. your, don't get your Amazon twenty nine ninety five gun belt made in China <laughs> out of junk, and then next you know your blasters laying in the dirt. You're getting DQ'd, and what was supposed to be a fun time winds up being miserable. And now you're out your freaking match fees and everything else. So put put a couple extra bucks into it. Yeah, the, Pete brings up a good point about retention. And that's the the two holsters I do have have retention. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I always tell this story about when I was in a Border Patrol. I had a, the first time I can get nylon rig because it's nice and light. But I, it was single retention, just had the button snap to, you know, snap the gun in. My old big old bread in 96 40 cal. <laughs> and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. The first thing it goes is I used to carry the, the cord on my radio. The first thing it went... Phew, Radio got pulled off and went get right back down. Then I'm running and a damn stick gets caught in my holster and my pistol flies out of the holster. Oh. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bianchi or the Safari land, whatever it was back then, it was like 20 some years ago. After yeah. that day, it was always double retention or more. And I'm I'm a big stickler of that now. Now the the um, the one competition holster I have is not, it's just you know, tighten retention. But the mm-hmm. one for the one over the weekend and the one I'm going to be using is it's it's double retention. And I'm using my old mag pouches and everything else. I just want a good belt. And like you said, just make sure if you're going to get something, you get something that's worth it. And it's going to be durable that you could use in other practical applications as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and can't harp that enough. Don't Don't be chintzy on some of your kit and look at it this way. Would I rather spend a couple more bucks and buy a quality piece of gear once than be sitting there burning cash multiple times yeah. for junk? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm too poor to buy cheap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, and one thing is like when you join these places, um, 
you know, I joined USPSA. They give you like coupon codes, mm-hmm. turn over to save 25 bucks. If you're an NRA instructor, you know, or, or any type of instructors, look for the instructor discounts. There's plenty of places like Expert Voice. I joined that and now I get discounts off everything. And you could also, if you joined Expert Voice, I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If you were like an expert, let me see if I could pull it up. Um, you can actually get um, Expert Voice. Oh, I don't want to leave this page. Leaving you guys. What? Watch this shameless plug there, Jason. You can go okay. to warhog.com or kellydefense.com, check out our industry partners page, and save you a boatload oh. of cash. <laughs> oh, man. I got to put Every day, on all day. That's okay, it, so here, I'm going <laughs> to... I got to yeah. go over there and like, just do it, man. It's going to be the best. So here, I'm going to show everybody this expert voice thing real quick. And let me put it up on a banner here so everybody knows what I'm talking about. You can actually get Walthers for, you know, 500 bucks if you go to Expert Voice. Mm-hmm. So you go mm-hmm. over here. Let me share the screen. And it's basically like, uh, I can't really, it's it's like every brand's on there. I just bought Merrill's on there. Um, so you're Expert Voice. So you go on here and you have like, you know, anything you can imagine. So I want to go firearms. Mm-hmm. And then I could actually go and get like the retail or the uh, wholesale prices for firearms. I could order them off of here. Uh, federal used to have the, what do you call it? Um, ammo on here. So you'd be able to get the federal ammo cheap. There's my fancy dancy thing. So if anybody does go to expert voice, you can go on here. Look, you could buy this. Ooh, look at that guy. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's expert voice. So, so it's, just, it's, it's just ways to save money. Is it a membership page or is it nope. just anyone can well, go on there and just anybody can go on there as long as you have some sort of affiliation. So like I go on there and like, if I buy something, I'll go and I'll do a review of it. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, it's expert voice. You're the expert voice. It doesn't cost anything. Gotcha. And it, you basically just get a bunch of discounts and you have to take these little quizzes. So like, um, vortex is on there. Every, uh, every optic company is on there. You take these little quizzes and you get like, mm-hmm access to their stuff hmm. so that's pretty like, neat like aim point i think oh you know if you go to warhog tactical you can get five <laughs> if you use code something warhog five warhog you can get five. A code. <laughs> what is it what's the aim point uh, where is it warhog what's that it, discount code it, it is warhog yeah. warhog five, warhog save five. You five well i told you, you know, yeah I'm buddy you guys man i'm not just yeah, here man. to you know talk shit warhog five <laughs> aim point, it, five bucks off five percent off yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, no joke though. That's a great, that's a great idea to uh, show those pages and, and to go to the websites, you know, with the uh, promo codes. A lot of times if you ask, if you ask, if you have, like you said, if you have any affiliation, just ask people will give you, yeah. give you some deals mm-hmm. um, that they already have for those affiliations. And we have our uh, industry partners pages that have all those promo codes and it's silly not to use them. And I've never heard of the expert voice. I'm going to have to check that out, but it uh, sounds like a great idea. Yeah. You know, I, the one thing is I picked up the, um, uh, what do you call that crap? The uh, Merrells. Cause I really like that. They have these awesome Merrell like track shoes and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. You know, let's take a look no, at man. this. You know, I want to look at this industry partners page now that we got you guys online. Here. <laughs> let's take a look at these in. Oh, I see T Mac there. <laughs> so, so that's my, so what you're looking at there. Okay. That's our vetted agent page. So uh, if you kind of, if you pan up to the top and just hit industry partners, 
right? Boom. Yep. Just hit that one. Oh, look at now. That. Now we got some brown else. Yep. Aim, that, there it is. Warhog five, five percent. <laughs> yep. You know, if you want to hit, you know, Safari Land ASP, you know, right. um, Leopold, you know, we got some of our Evic stuff with the, um, um, oh, the airsoft stuff, you know. Oh, I need some Pelican. airsoft stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all that stuff. And, and again, the beauty is um, some we got coupon codes with, some are just good partners to us, like, you know, Paul Cunningham over there at Notch. Uh, Notch. Mm-hmm. You oh, know. Yeah. What a great so, guy. Yeah. And, and again, part of it's supporting, you know, good veteran businesses. So, um, whole brute plethora. Force, right there. Brute yeah. force there for you. Jason. Yeah. Brute force. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, there it is. Brute force. Oh. I, I got to just do it. I got to get one. OTR 2021. Yeah. Um, uh, if you use OTR 2021, you get 15% off. That's it, man. Yeah. And mm-hmm. be on the lookout. Brute force is in the, the process of, uh, I think getting some new bags going on. So yeah, man, be able to put some, uh, Warhog, Kelly, you know, Kelly Defense, mm-hmm. you know, Protectors Podcast patches on there, you know, be all I like it. So, yeah, that'll be awesome. Here we yeah, go. Buddy. What's up, Grandpa? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, Grandpa. He must be talking. He must be talking to you, Rick. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nothing. Here's the thing nothing wrong with being a grandpa. I'll tell you straight no. up, Pally. No, it, it's a no. great place to be. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that, pal. Our good friend of the show. And longtime mm-hmm. friend of mine, Jeff Smith. He's, he was one of the first callers we ever had. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot of Dude, fun. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, you know, I always love reminiscing or looking back at this whole mm-hmm. podcast journey. Oh. And I think I think we all, all relate. It's like, dude, when we started, janky. It was just, <laughs> it, it, it's like, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> and, and I tell people all the time, it's like, listen oh, to those man. first couple episodes. Oh, Amen. Man. Amen. Oh man, Amen. I uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to launch the Become the Protagonist podcast soon. Mm-hmm. Both of you guys are. Gonna oh yeah, yeah. Out. Congrats on that. Yeah. That's going to be. Saw awesome. that, man. So, but I think back about like those first episodes. I'm like, you know how easy it is just to talk now. Mm-hmm. And before it was like, um, yeah, we're going to do, uh, you know, uh, we're going to do a podcast today, and uh, we're going to, uh, and it's just it, now it's like, hey guys, what's going on? Let's do a live show. But yeah, <laughs> but I think I, I think here's the key thing, Jason. Right? It's <clears throat> I think for us a big pivotal point um, when we did the the episode with Pat Mac, mm. we kind of broke the mold because like before, all right, we're gonna have this this kind of question and answers, and we're gonna ask you know um, this different things, and dude, just have a conversation, just yeah, just talk. Right. Because that's yeah. really all you're doing is you're just capturing a conversation. Uh, granted, you can have some some things you want to hit on some different topics, stuff like that. But just talk yeah. and and people are more apt to pull that out. And I mean, you know, prime example, when we had Jack Carr on, Jack didn't want to talk about the new book. Didn't care. Mm-hmm. He wanted to talk about being on the set of The Terminalist. And you're yeah. sitting there going, dude, let's hear about it now. We never got a chance to hit on the Magnum PI thing, which we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna circle back with him, right? And I know he's super busy um, with the launch for the terminal list, and you know couldn't be more prouder for him. But man, why wouldn't you talk about that? And yeah. and too many times, too many times, guys get caught in these rabbit holes of, hey man, 
Tell me your story. Well, I'm Rick Hogg and blah, blah, blah. Hey, dude, you've heard it 300,000. You know what time. I tell people now? I'm like, if you want to know anybody about, if you want to know anything about the backstory of my guest, just Google them. Nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, you're going to come up with your information. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't like hearing about people's backstories because everybody knows their backstory. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like, maybe some people don't, you can kind of kick on it here and there in the interview. Sure. Like Jack, Jack and I, we talked about tracking. We talked about hunting. Mm-hmm. We talked about everything mm-hmm. other than the book. And, you know, I like to get into the books here and there, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I just want to know about people. I just want to have a good conversation. It's, I tell people all the time, it's more like therapy for me. Mm-hmm. I love just sitting around and talking to people and having good conversation and learning. I need to learn. Learn. That, that's, that's the key part, right? I love talking to fellow entrepreneurs and, you know, that's like one thing me and Mark kind of figured out is what can we ask, you know, especially veteran entrepreneurs, we kind of leave the show with, Hey, get, if you had one word of advice for a veteran entrepreneur, what would it be? And that that's huge, man, because I don't think we've had the same one. Give us the same advice, Mark. No, you you know? And I mean, that's the cool part is, sit there and scroll through the episodes. That's a bunch of information. And here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of selfish, man. There's sometimes I'll ask things that I want to know, right? Yeah. Why, why, oh, yeah. why wouldn't you? It's like, Hey dude. Uh, so how do you juggle 20 hats? Cause I've only got two and they fall both to the ground. You know, it's like, Hey, so. hey tell Pete that, uh, they usually have portalettes. Yeah. They usually have portalettes on site yeah. at the range. <laughs> you don't need to have a dump pouch uh, in your belt. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I've got yeah. some some stuff going on tonight with the sun that needs to get picked up. All right, buddy. Oh, yeah, I told him, like, you, you know, the other day I was like, hey, look, I'm trying to harden them up. My daughter, if I, you know, she's 12, I tell her to go run around a block 10 times. She will. She wants to get fit. She is fit. Mm-hmm. My son working out all the time, all the time, lifting everything you can imagine, but he doesn't have the air, the lung capacity yet. And I'm always like, I'm going to make, I'm going to, one of these days, I'm just going to, it's going to start and get you over to that field. We're going to start doing sprints. And last Mm -hmm. night I'm like, I had to go pick him up again. Um, and he, I'm like, I, okay, run. He's like, but I'm really tired. I'm going to run. So I see him running around a corner. So I take the Jeep and I travel like another hundred yards. By the time he gets there, he's smoked. So I think today when I go pick him up, I'm going to do the same thing. Cause I know he just ate dinner. So I'm going to be like time to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old spaghetti yeah. dinner before we go up curry yeah <laughs> yeah well gentlemen i i do appreciate another live show i, I really enjoy oh, doing love these it. i love talking Absolutely, to guys. i love talking training yeah. yeah um and i love talking about those industry discounts and stuff oh dude retailers dude. are suckers man i know man i tell you <laughs> we need to do like you know we need to do our next show on like veteran entrepreneurship or just entrepreneurship doesn't even have to be veteran mm-hmm. it could just be anything yeah and but just yeah. talk about building your brand there we go oh, brian yeah. and you know what start jogging pick you up mm-hmm. i like that that's Brian, uh, Brian said, left a comment, said, my mom used to tell me to start jogging and she'd pick me up on the way. Four miles later, she'd be around the corner from the house waiting for me. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what? Uh, if there wasn't such shitty traffic around here and bad drivers, I would probably make him like ride his bike everywhere and, and run everywhere. But yeah. I'm so like afraid of like these him crossing yeah. one of these roads. So I got to go. I got to get out of this place, man. Yeah. Yeah. Distracted drivers, man. That's all it takes is oh, one yeah, split yeah. second. That's, and, that's uh, a good move. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, gentlemen. Well, everybody out there, make sure you subscribe to all these different podcasts and YouTube channels we got going on. Follow us on IG. And I do I pre- really appreciate the audience already tuning in. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, make sure you're not only subscribed to the Protectors podcast, but also on the Range podcast as well, and vice versa. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. Yeah, man. Thanks, Jason. A lot of fun.